in the know for Friday, September 18, the 262nd day of 2020. There are 104 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook, watch on YouTube, live on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Sam Gormley is going to stop by with a Cougar Sports Report to get you ready for the weekend. And hooray, we're yellow. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. 2020 has been a challenging year in ways, but there are some benefits to 2020. Would you like to hear a couple of them? I certainly would. To make you feel better. Uh, <laughs> drive-in movie theaters have made a comeback. Love that. Thanks. Uh, drive-in concerts were created. People have brushed up on their sewing skills, uh, making masks for people who need them most. Which I do love. Americans rushed mm-hmm. to adopt pets a lot this year. Um, we've gained a little weight, but we've rediscovered hobbies like baking and gardening and puzzles and board games have made a comeback. Huge fan. Of course, from your perspective, board games and, and puzzles never left, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But maybe we do it a little bit more. Maybe we are doing them more frequently without a doubt. Trying to get away from that screen. Just a little bit. She's the pride of Pumpkin Center. The heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year, Misty Embry Thomas. Hey, hey, here we go. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Hit a costume. Hit a costume. Fire and brimstone. Fire and brimstone. Mission Temple Flowers. Because yeah. Misty. Doing well. I'm always looking for those people, those people that do that growl and that high sound. Every yeah, time yeah, I yeah. hear it, I turn around and look for them. Yeah. I don't know where they are. They're somewhere in the congregation. <laughs> <laughs> Every congregation has one. <laughs> 20, 2020 is trying to give back. I told you the things that, you know, we found uh-huh. in 2020. Uh-huh. But um, we're going to get a Halloween full moon in 2020. Oh, my. Not, I know, especially kids think that we get a full moon every Halloween mm-hmm. because it's thematic. Mm-hmm. You know, every yeah. Halloween scene that you mm-hmm. see is a full moon, a harvest moon. Mm-hmm. But not since 1944 could the entire Earth see a full moon on Halloween. In 1955, most of the country could, but not North America or the Western Pacific. But this year... 
except for just a few people in Australia, every member resident of Earth will be able to see a full moon on Halloween. At the same time. You're saying that I've never seen a full moon. No, no, no. On Halloween. No, no. the entire entire globe. Because of the angle... So okay. because of the angle and the seasons and the rotation. Okay. So every, multiple things have to line up just right. The seasons have to line up right. The tides have to, you know, the moon has to line up just right. So this is like Halley's Comet. Yeah, it's kind of, well, I mean, so 60, you know, 60, some, uh, 70 years since that's, uh, you know, happened previously that mm-hmm. all residents of Earth, except for a few Australians, probably Keith Urban's ancestors, <laughs> That's what I was about to say. It's his family that's to be left Get out. Get to see a full moon on Halloween. But he'll write a great song about missing out on the full moon, and we'll all buy it that's and right. love it. He has a new song with Pink that he performed on the ACM he the other does? night. He does? He does, yeah. Okay. Um, cooler temperatures arriving for the end of summer. It's the last weekend of summer, so live it up and enjoy it. Without but your it's flip-flops. going to feel like October-like weather. We'll see um, mostly sunny and 72 today. A chilly night, 49 tonight, sunny and 70 for tomorrow, maybe mid-70s on Friday, uh, mid-70s on Sunday. Um, You know, we need, (laughs) we all three have a shirt on, so I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm going to go, it's probably Christie's camping. Probably. Probably. Not camping, surfing. Her her Honduras shirt. It is. And that was not my intent when I left the house this morning. But that's a whole other story. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, rain. We need it. But it's going to be dry for the next 10 well, days. Florida got it all. So Florida, Florida got Florida. it all. And that little jog that Sally made mm-hmm. to the right mm-hmm. yep. meant that she really kept that right turn Clyde going mm-hmm. and went through Macon and Atlanta and that area. And the 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 more to the west that those storms go, the more likely they are to get to go up through um, the backside of the country, mm-hmm. you know, Arkansas, and the armpit. Yep. And then come on up through the Ohio Valley. Gotta wash the armpit. That's exactly right. Uh, Hurricane Sally, of course, people in Pensacola and the Gulf Coast picking up after uh, a lot of damage. Foot to two and a half feet of rain gathered in many places on the Gulf Coast. Uh, people are trying to find their boats. The boat's just got different areas. I saw a church steeple dangling today. It'll take uh, months to recover from oh, that storm. On that boat thing, if it is it finders keepers after a hurricane? Like mm. if you had a fishing boat and a yacht now is in your backyard? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I just think Forrest Gump. That's my boat. <laughs> <laughs> crashes into the pier. By the way, I saw uh, the, the author, the guy from Alabama who wrote the book that inspired Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. passed away this week. Really? Yeah, I saw, hmm. saw that. Kind of What's the name of the book? I didn't realize that was. Uh, I'm not sure the exact title. It's, the Forest Gump is where it was drawn from. Uh, I'll look it up. I'll find it. I'll, I'll tell you how to find it. Okay. Hey, hooray! We're yellow. Okay, well that's confusing I, because. Why? Because the health department just told me we were orange. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> what are we? We're we're closer to yellow. I I was never I never wanted to be called yellow. But yeah. I just thought in the in the red green, I thought our rubric was <laughs> was red, yellow, and green. Apparently, there are shades of red, shades of green, shades of yellow. Yeah. I guess we are orange. We're accelerated. I always wanted to be in the accelerated program. Yeah. It's my first time in life. Yeah. I mean, I've I've gotten good with an accelerator. 
I was never in any academic accelerated mm-hmm. program, mm-hmm. but yet here I am in a COVID accelerated area and I'm just loving it. Yeah. Yeah, I can promise you that you did not in school want to be a <laughs> you part missed playground of the, time. the accelerated program. Oh, yeah. Okay. I learned that in, ca- in, right? in kindergarten. I'm like, oh, I won't be smart anymore. Right. I'm going to pretend play to be dumb. <laughs> so we're just barely out of the red zone in Grayson County. Yeah. We're into the orange. I had a kid once. Is it bur- are we more burnt orange or no, are we I more ugly more... Tennessee orange? Yeah, yeah. We're yellow. Well, and I think we're I think we're burnt orange because we're not too far from red. Oh, well, maybe we are. Uh, you can read that at k105.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Six hundred twenty-eight cases across the state yesterday. We'll cross over probably to sixty thousand total cases since March. Later today, positivity rate still looking good, three point eight two percent, and ICU rate looking good or looking better, unless their fatalities uh, mm-hmm. down to one hundred thirteen. People currently in the ICU. Day. No, that's the hospitalized number five fifteen. Oh, I thought that was the ICU number. I was going to no, say the that. ICU number was at least, it was north of one eighteen. Oh. It might have been even one twenty or one twenty five earlier, but down to one thirteen. And we're now at one point one million tests performed in Kentucky over the last. Six and a half months, I guess. Superintendent Doug Robinson, based upon some of the COVID nineteen concerns in our area, you know, we were. Until yesterday, we were a red community, a red county, and now we're some level of orange. But he said yesterday, he being Superintendent Doug Robinson, sent a statement to the district's parents and guardians detailing new state guidance regarding implementation of in-person instruction, as well as the district's commitment to transparency. He said about two-thirds of the county students will attend classes beginning September 28th limiting most class sizes to 15 or fewer students. Additionally, he said less than 40% of any school's student population will be in the school building at any given time. You can read the full statement at k105.com, helpful information for parents. Two-thirds. So let's round up and say 67%. Can we deduce from that that 33% of parents in Grayson County Opt, have opted for homeschool, private school, or virtual school. Is Absolutely. That, isn't that what the math reveals? Mm-hmm. I would think, yeah. Because this is not a cap they set. This is These are metrics that they say, okay, we're dealing with we're dealing with uh, 7 out of 10 students still, or almost 7 out of 10 students. So that way, if we split those into two alternating groups, then that gives us roughly you know less than 40%. Yeah. So I guess that's... Mm-hmm. I think he went on to say that... Um, one third of the students had opted for the NTI. So they, of course you already had a lot of parents that said, we're going as fast as we can toward homeschooling. You know, there's a small private school contingent. I was the one that said when this all started that we would see one third of kids homeschooled. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that my estimate? I think so. Our friend, uh, our, our dear friend, Blake Stinson down at AutoSmart, I saw he was ready to quit his job yesterday. As, as a homeschool teacher. As a homeschool God, teacher. Love it. Yeah. 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 As a homeschool teacher. Yeah. I have, a, I have a lot of friends who have, you know, spankings back in school, has mm. been for a while now. Yeah. Um, they're, they're having these conversations with their kids they probably would have never had. Like they're talking to them like adults, like you need to see a counselor at this point. <laughs> like sure. a lot of, rec- yeah. you know, a lot of recommendations go are being the, made. Go to the principal's office. Mm-hmm. If I were a homeschool mm-hmm. teacher, it would be all recess all day long. Yeah. That's, well, well, we—I mean, we'd have lunch, 
Uh, <laughs> I know the kids in my neighborhood are getting very creative, like with their recreation, like science. They're painting tables and reselling. Like they're entrepreneurs now. They're upcycling furniture. Shop class. They're outside. They've been gardening. I saw one on a tractor the day. I saw one driving a car. I was like, FFA. They're in the FFA. I was like, drivers in already. We're fourteen. Yay. Like backing up and down the driveway. Sure. <laughs> this is great. Now, I'm not interested in teaching health class. So, who's somebody else? Yeah, I that. think there's Sesame Street That's or something for that. That's a great job for you. <laughs> health the, class? <laughs> oh, dear. The Kentucky Supreme Court heard oral arguments yesterday on whether Governor Bashir exceeded his constitutional authority on executive orders related to the coronavirus pandemic. A lawsuit was filed in June by three northern Kentucky businesses challenging his orders. Attorney General Daniel Cameron's office also sought to intervene, saying parts of the state law allowing the governor to issue executive orders were unconstitutional and were allowed by the judge. The circuit judge, after a hearing, indicated he would support the plaintiffs in the suit, so the governor's office asked for a stay of that order and appealed the case to the Supreme Court. It has shown... um, uh, see, there was a statement from Latasha Buckner. She was representing the governor. says, it has shown that thousands of lives have been saved by this measure, talking about the mask and other things. Of course, our very own uh, hometown, uh, hometown hero, uh, Chad Meredith, uh, arguing on behalf or giving the oral arguments on behalf of the attorney general's office as the solicitor uh, general, making his uh, compelling statement to the Supreme Court. He said, this court said in Fletcher versus Commonwealth that good intentions do not justify unconstitutional acts, and there have been a lot of unconstitutional acts over the last six or seven months. He added that Governor Bashir has lost every state and federal court case on the executive orders. After the uh, hearing, Daniel, uh, Daniel Cameron spoke to reporters and said that Bashir used the part of a state law granting him emergency powers known as Chapter 39A the wrong way. And that really are the origins of of the suit is when is an emergency over what, what constitutes an actual emergency right. people many, some people argue including the Bashir administration that until there's a vaccine the emergency is ongoing but the emergency is more of a uh, you know damaging storms or uh, conditions that warrant you know uh, toxic pollution, et cetera. I think that where where the Bashir administration runs the uh, runs the the chance of of going astray mm-hmm. is using thirty nine a infinitely. Oh well, it says I can do this because and so now you're legislate you become all branches of the government using this executive power. And so what the Solicitor General and what Daniel Cameron and these businesses are asking for is, if you want to implement that masks are required to be worn, then call the legislature back for a special session and make the legislature create the law that says a mask mandate is there. You can't just use these executive powers at your discretion infinitely. And that's what they're... That's a dictatorship. That's right. Uh, Even... even Mm -hmm. Sleepy Joe Biden has changed his position on mask mandate. Mm-hmm. If you'll listen to the change in his talking points over the last few weeks, someone has reminded him that you, Sleepy Joe, can't tell a Kentuckian that he has to wear a mask in Litchfield, Kentucky. So now he said, well, I'm going to make you wear him on all federal property. Well, all right, then you can do that. But you can't tell every state 
every person of every state as the president that you have to do it. Right. And so just kind of the way that it's going. Secretary of State Michael Adams says that Kentucky has received more than 320,000 requests for absentee ballots for the November election. The total representing requests as of Tuesday is about 80,000 below the number at the same point leading up to the June primary. So I think that's an indication that a lot of people intend to do it the old-fashioned way. Showing up in person and pulling that lever. We don't pull levers anymore, do we? No. No, there's no levers. We color in boxes. I like the little, I like the little dial. Spin the I dial and click. Spin the dial and click. And cast so there ballot. used to be a lever? Yeah. That's who you used to click, click. There were these mechanical. So they, am I too young? You're to too young. Yeah, okay. you're too young. You're too young to remember that the, the machines, they were voting machines. Mm-hmm. And you went in there and they looked like a telephone switchboard. They had candidates' names on the sides and the mechanical lever, and when you did that, it punched a hole in uh, and it's, you cast it, and yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, I kind of like that. I think the 2000 election, the Fed, uh, <laughs> it got settled in the courthouse yeah. with Bush. Hang, hanging Chad's hanging took care Chad's of that. Hanging Chad's took care of it. Absolutely, yeah. uh, Papa John's <laughs> on the way out. I from Kentucky. The- the guy, John, or the entire... Well, they're hoping that you never remember him again. Yeah. Um, I, by the way, I think Papa John got a raw deal. Um, he founded that company in 1984. Louisville has been the corporate headquarters. He's from southern Indiana, actually, but he's a Louisvillian. Uh, the people that he hired in building the company are Jefferson Countyans, Southern Indianans, and that generation of employee, they're retiring. You know, a lot of them have stock options, et cetera, and they're retiring. And so Papa John's, after ousting John Schnatter, has decided to here, – here's the evolution of this story. It's important. The headline yesterday was Papa John's leaving Louisville, moving headquarters to Atlanta. Okay. That's the essence of the story. Okay. And now the Associated Press has rolled out a, a corrected story that said, well, what they said was they're at, they're building a new headquarters in Atlanta, and they're going to have three headquarters, oh. one in Louisville, one outside London for their international operations, and one in Atlanta. So here's what's going to be the one in Louisville. It's going to be a secretary in an office somewhere going, hey, here I am at the Papa John's headquarters. So this way they don't get the backlash for leaving Louisville, but they're going to take the majority of their good jobs to Georgia. Hmm. I think there's a chance it's because Shaq is brokenhearted because Carnival is going belly up and having to sell 18 ships. And so Shaq has decided that Papa John's needs to be closer to him so he can get pizza faster. Okay, can we go back to where are these ships being sold at? Like, who gets to buy the ships? In the ocean. Will one fit on a rough river? That's all I need to know. Like, how much fun would that be for tourism? Oh, that would look fun. I would right? like that. Would be fun to People charge up and down like... rough river in a cruise ship, just washing everybody else up right? on the bank. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now being charged for entertainment, please. <laughs> I mean, we'll put one on each lake. I need Litchfield tourism on the phone. There's something about this Grace next story tourism. that is. It, it is really funny, but there's something about it that's sweet, too, um, because one of the reasons I find it sweet, I think, is because one of these days I'm going to be old and make really dumb decisions. Mm. There's an old man who went into, during the coronavirus pandemic, an old man went into a convenience store 
and he mistook the slushy machine by the front door as a hand sanitizing station. Bless oh, God love it. Heart. See, it's okay. just right there by the yeah, door. Right. He went Makes in there sense. with yep. the slushy machine, yep. right? And yep. no, no, sir, that's a Slurpee. That's not a. But <laughs> but his hands smell good. <laughs> but, but isn't that the sweetest thing though? It is. It's precious. It's just. But he's trying so hard to do the right thing. That's exactly yes. right. He's got his mask on. Shame he on went you to get his hand sanitizer. For putting a slushy machine by the door. <laughs> that's right. You need to move that slushy machine and put hand sanitizer there. But it's very sweet. Yeah. Got to get to a break. Sam Gormley stops by with a Cougar Sports Report coming right up here on In the Dome. Today is Rice Krispie Treat Day. And if your mama doesn't take two Rice Krispie Treats and sandwich them around ice cream like my mama does, then your mama doesn't love you as much as mine loves me. Mm, I always put peanut butter in my Rice Krispie Treats. You do? That sounds pretty good, too. It's also Cheeseburger Day today. That sounds good, too. Cheeseburger, 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 cheeseburger. Paradise. He is a five-time winner of the Silver Sow nominee. Uh, wait, five-time Silver Sal nominee, three-time winner of the coveted Ohio Newshawker Award, covering the globe from Cincinnati to London to Moscow to downtown Short Creek. He's Sam Gormley and the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. You a little broken-hearted this morning? When you have no expectations, you can't be disappointed. Well, Joe Burrow looked good for the Bengals last night. Uh, they have their quarterback of the future. That's good. Oh, yeah, there's no – it's just it, – I mean, I think I'd be a better offensive lineman than some of the guys that we got, and that just, says a lot. It's finally so, a case Misty where, and I might be better. We'll get out there and we'd be better. Well, what happened was is that is that Cleveland's quarterback of the future, who they drafted three years ago, finally has grown up enough that Cleveland was able to – it was a good game, though. The Battle of the Ohio. Yeah, I mean, you can say good game, but it didn't. So I am curious to know, like, when you look at it, so they call it the Battle of the Ohio. Mm -hmm. All right, so which end is the head and which end is the butt? Well, it depends on who you ask. (laughs) I was asking you. Have you been to Cleveland? Uh, No, I've not. I I have not either, but I've heard plenty of stories that it is not necessarily the most pleasant place in the world. (laughs) Well, the city of Cincinnati is a beautiful city. I think it's... Home of... Disappointment and sorrow. If you get north of Paul Brown Stadium or Great American Ballpark, I don't have I don't have any interest in the Cincinnati, Cincinnati whatsoever. No, even no, no. Louisville's got a zoo. <laughs> uh, football home opener tonight. Yes, and senior night. Yes, yes. I mean, it, it is senior night. It's it's a little and co- different. COVID orange. I think it's I. I it's fitting. It's poetic. Even we though moved it's, to it's, orange, it's more of on a senior night for Cougar football. I guess it's more of a Texas orange necessarily than a than a Grayson yeah. County orange. But you know kind what, a, orange is orange. Kind of burn orange, yeah. yeah I guess. Uh, but uh, after a big night at Thomas Nelson, uh, you know, I was surprised, Sam. Across the board, NFL, the college that I saw, the high school football, and a couple of drops early on, or a couple of fumbles. But but really, uh, the football teams that I have seen in their opening weeks 
are much more disciplined than what I figured. I thought without pre-game, uh, preseason games and without scrimmages, things would be very sloppy. But I didn't. I didn't notice them to be particularly sloppy in week one. I mean, Grayson County they fumbled on their first two possess, first two possessions, so really could not have started off the season any worse. One of those fumbles turned into a Thomas Nelson touchdown. But really, after that second fumble, they completely took over the game and dominated for the next three quarters, outscoring Thomas Nelson twenty six to nothing over the last three quarters and got out of there with a win. And it doesn't matter. I'd rather win ugly than, than lose pretty. Sure. Pretty nice facility up there, I noticed. New school. Yeah, it, it, it was campus. nice. Uh, we were outside, so something that we're not necessarily used to, but it was a really nice night. Uh, wind was blowing right at us. So I know my crew was complaining, but I was feeling nice because I was moving around a little bit. Were so. you surprised they didn't opt for field turf at that school? I was a little bit because across town at Nelson County, they do have turf. Yeah, I was kind of surprised too so. because I just figured that's the go-to move when you're building a new multi-purpose stadium that you do you go with the field turf instead of the, the natural grass. But uh, tonight, uh, locker room show at 630. But before that, special senior night recognition on K105 Digital Productions. Is that correct? Yes. So at 6 o'clock is what time the football team is going to be honoring their seniors. So we will have a separate stream that will start at 6 o'clock tonight that you will be able to watch. So the 5 or 10 minutes that it takes, we'll be sure to bring that to you. And then we'll take a break, come back at 6.30 for our pregame show for for the Cougs and the Tigers. So it's the Tigers from Breckenridge County coming to Grayson County High School. Both teams got off to a good start uh, last week. They're both 1-0. and Even though Grayson County has defeated Breckenridge County in the last 10 of 11 meetings, they really think they should have won last year at Harned, as I recall, that game got chippy and tense. Do you recall the same? It was twenty four to twelve, but before that game, the the Breckenridge County coach was saying something along the lines of that he uh thought that they were gonna win or something like that and it kinda added that extra extra motivation or something along the lines bulletin of that. Bulletin board material. Bulletin board material. That's probably the best way to describe it. But I mean it's a rivalry game. That's what you that's what you want. But I know without Edmondson County on the schedule this year, the team I think has been looking for that rival rival to kind of replace Edmondson County for this one year. And I think Breck has kind of taken that that role in the Grayson County schedule. And then that also puts in that it's also a district game. So it's, this one actually counts. It means something. If you right. want to make the playoffs, you've got to win tonight. Well, and if you look at last year for Breckenridge County, they were 6-4. and four. One of their four losses was to Grayson County. Mm-hmm. So you take that blemish away, they're, you know, they're looking at three. So Breckenridge County, they have really come a long way because they've struggled for the better part of 20 years. And so they're looking for kind of that signature win in the rivalry because, as we know, a rivalry is only a rivalry. If both teams share in the wins. Looking at Louisville. <laughs> that, that is one example that would be <laughs> nearby that you could use. Uh, Caden Woodcock, other than a couple of miscarries to begin, uh, you know, putting the ball on the ground early on, really had a good night last Friday yeah, night. 36 rushes, 233 yards, one touchdown. It was the most rush yards in a game since Q against Graves County where he rushed for Felt like a million yards in that game, 353 or something, and six touchdowns against Graves County in 2018 in the playoffs. So it was a big, big rushing game for the Cougars. Hunter Toms went upstairs for a huge acrobatic catch. Yeah, he grabbed it on his and put it on his shoulder and caught it. Um, we called Sports Center; they they didn't answer, but uh, see. we tried. Got it. <laughs> what do we need to know about Breckenridge County tonight? So your quarterback is Kyron Watkins. He was 5 of 6 for 85 yards and a touchdown last week. But Michael Johnson is their running back. I know Coach Jones, if you were listening with us 
on the postgame show last week, he spoke very highly of this sophomore running back. He rushed 10 times for 74 yards and two touchdowns in the Tigers' win over Caverna last week. So he's he's going to be good. This this team is fairly balanced on offense, defense. They're returning their leading tackler. They forced a lot of turnovers last year, so it should be an entertaining game. Well, they score in their first seven possessions. First seven oh. possessions, they scored a touchdown. So that's that's impressive. Gotcha. Uh, volleyball action beat Butler County three to nothing on Tuesday, and then I saw they ran action against Ohio County. Yes, yes, beat them three to one. So they're now five and one on the young season. So it's one of their best starts in in recent history. They have a doubleheader tomorrow? Yeah, so they host Hancock County at 11 a.m. and Western Hills School from Frankfurt at 3.30 tomorrow, both the Cougar Den. Lady Cougar soccer uh, in action against Franklin Simpson to start the week. Yes, yeah, 6-2 to they lost down in for Inkland. Um, so that that opened up their season 0-1. Oh but yesterday, I can't wait till Don Brown gets here so I can talk to him about this game because I was following. He was sending me updates and everything, and it was it sounded like a fantastic soccer game. Lady Cougars won in the second round of penalty kicks. On kicks, second round of PKs. So they tied three to three in the first round of PKs. So they had to go to a sudden death, and it was a winning goal by Hannah McDowell, a senior for the Lady Cougars. So they ended up winning that game five to four last night. On the road to Barron County, what Monday? Yes. Gotcha. What about boys soccer? Boys soccer. So a little bit of a rough week week for them. They lost to Owensboro Catholic on Saturday, um, three to nothing. And then on Tuesday, lost to Muhlenberg County 3 to nothing as well. They were supposed to play John Harden last night, but very last minute, that game got canceled. So uh, I know that Coach Fukuhara was scrambling to see if any team wanted to come and play last night in the, in the, in the waning hours to kick off. But so they it, was, it was a John Harden deal more than a Grayson County deal. From what I can understand, cancellation. yes. Gotcha. Uh, Cougar Golf, uh, they've, sort of, they've sort of paused, I saw yesterday in a tweet. Yes, actually, Coach Embry, he called me yesterday, and he said, I just wanted to let you know that we're doing this. And, and the reason for it is it's not COVID-related, but it kind of is. So there are no positive tests, no symptoms on the team. But their fear is right now is that they go to one of these competitions, and they have a couple scheduled here that are bigger, and one of their players gets it, and then that would put them out for two weeks, which would make them miss the regional tournament and therefore miss the state tournament. So they so feel he, like they're tuned up as the as tuned up as they're going to get ready for postseason. Correct. I know Coach Embry said he was talking with one of the coaches at Meade County earlier this week, and they're doing a, possibly a similar thing. He talked to a coach in in the Elizabethtown area that was doing the same thing. So I think this is going to be a common thread here that teams just don't want to risk it. So it's not COVID nineteen caused, but it's COVID nineteen concerned. Correct. That's Correct. Because he has two that. seniors on the boys' side, and he doesn't want them to. You, you know, have to miss a regional tournament or anything and end their year early. Cross country, um, what, headed to Greenwood tomorrow? Tonight. Tonight. So they'll, they'll race because they're having to split it up because they're trying to bring numbers down. So girls run at 530, boys at 610 down at Fillmore Park, down off, uh, what, Scottsville Road there in Bowling Green? Uh, yeah, I know it well. Um, <laughs> well for their... 2,500-kilometer race? It's up to 5Ks. It's up to 5Ks. up to 5K. It's up to 5K. Not 2,500K. Correct, yes. It's up to 5,000 kilometers, yeah. Um, Cougar football. So upcoming K105 digital productions we've got, of course, tonight. Kind of take us through the next week on uh, what people can watch because, you know, no general admission tonight on homecoming night. Uh, I understand uh, you, you published yesterday no students. Correct. At tonight's game. So I would assume big viewing audience tonight. We hope so. So if you want to watch Senior Night, that starts at 6 o'clock tonight. Our coverage of tonight's game will start at 6.30 with the Locker Room Show. Kickoff is at 7 p.m. 
Then next week, we have Lady Cougar Volleyball on Tuesday against Whitesville Trinity. 5.30 will be that game. And then next Thursday will be the Cougar football team against Muhlenberg County. Again, that game is a Thursday and not a Friday. Reason for that is that there's an official shortage in the area. So I think each team in the area is kind of picking one game to do the Thursday, and this is Grayson County's week. So they will play Muhlenberg County next Thursday. So no game on Friday. Uh, is at K105 Sports getting to know all their new all their new Twitter followers? This yeah, week? Getting to, we getting, made some new friends. <laughs> having a getting to know me period late this week. Thanks to, uh, you know, Shane and the dude there on KSR. It's been a big week for at K105 Sports. Uh, yeah. Just kind of, it, uh, in ways, innocent bystanders to the melee of, um, you know, backing and forthing, so to speak. That's probably a good way to put yeah. it. I mean, we were we had a front row seat to the to the hysterics and it uh, cheerleaders <laughs> and and South Central Kentucky. And oh yeah, got it, it was, all. Yeah, it, everything you need is at the K one hundred five Sports Twitter. A lot of a lot of plot twists earlier, uh, Misty. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, young Mister Gormley is turning into quite the quite the wordsmith. And so, as we uh, as we wrap up the segment, I need I need an official ruling from Sam. Sam, what is the actual definition of trickeration? Trickeration. Trickeration. Trickeration is some is you know something different. It's a tricky play. Trickeration. It's a football term. I heard it was a new. New phrase he had worked into the coverage last I like Friday it. night. It's like you're fancying up the field with your tricks, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. A lot of trickeration going on last yeah. night at Thomas Nelson High. So he's just going to use, like going to add that word to my bag of tricks. <laughs> I just put it in my pocket. Thanks, Sam. We'll talk Absolutely. to you tonight. That's Sam Gormley coverage tonight on K105 Digital Productions and K105. Get to a break. Back with more coming up here on In the Know. Okay. Time for Did You Know. I Is forgot. it another donut day? I hey, don't even remember did what we, today is. Did we do a Cougar Sports segment? I can't remember. We yeah, did. you all did do that. Okay, I guess yeah, that tried to other things. So I guess it's time for Did You Know. Did you know the average intelligence of humans has risen 20 IQ points since 1950? Now, that's the average. Hmm. Some of us knuckle-draggers over here, we haven't gotten any smarter. We're still the same old 1955 me. Yeah, I would like to see the data to support that. On how that is, yeah. Yeah, so, like you know. the testing, has uh, that changed? By the way, I don't know that we've gotten any more wise. <laughs> we might have gotten smarter, but I don't know that we, I don't think we've, in, I don't think we've gained 20 wisdom points on the wisdom scale, whatever that I is. I think it's just the people who took it in 1955 took it again, and because of their <laughs> age. <laughs> maybe. Maybe They're that's wiser. Scored M- some points. Mulan yeah. and its Disney Plus release have reportedly passed the entire box office for Tenet. So Tenet is the, has been kind of the litmus test to see if Americans are ready to return to the theater for new releases. Big action picture. Uh, they showed a huge elongated trailer for it before the Star Wars movie that we saw in December. Went yeah. to the theater. I thought, have we gone to the wrong movie? <laughs> this went on for a long time. So it finally came out a few weeks ago. And it's done okay. But Mulan on Disney Plus at twenty nine ninety nine has shattered 
So according to a new report, nearly 29%, that's almost one in three Disney Plus subscribers, pulled the trigger and purchased Mulan. I'm not because I learned there is no cricket. There's no cricket in in Really? Well, for me, it was not one that I ever loved. So one of our daughters does absolutely love it, but I do not care for it. We're going to, um, the one thing to remember about it, it's available across all of your platforms. So when you buy it and you and you have access to it infinitely in the same way you would go and buy the DVD or you would have it in, it will be in your library. It's not a one-time. If you took three people to the movies, it would cost you twenty nine ninety nine. You would get to see it one time. You would have to pay to get to go in and see it again. So this one twenty nine ninety nine mm-hmm. means you can watch it as many times as you want. Yeah. Forever. So one of you three need to invite me over. Okay, we like, can do that. Or you can I mean, just borrow. One, one of the three who have purchased it should invite me over. Borrow a it. device or whatever. Uh, the Matrix 4 is coming out. Keanu Reeves calls the upcoming sequel an inspiring love story. The Matrix, mm. a love story. I must have, I don't even know if I've seen all of the first Matrix, so I can't say I've for certain. I've not seen any. Uh, a pregnant mm. Chrissy Teigen accidentally reveals that she's expecting a boy. Oops. So she was doing a video on her Instagram story. She said, it's so weird because the baby's really, really healthy. He's big. He's probably, and she says, oops, that was stupid. And then she says, well, I might as well tell you, I'm having a boy. But let's be clear. That's that's all showmanship because yeah. she was not doing this video live. She had the option to post it. If she had not wanted to tell people, she just wouldn't have done the video that way. She right. would have shot it again and uploaded it. So nice try, but we're on to you. I mean, we had a 50-50 shot of figuring it out. I flipped a coin and found out. Uh, Here's Fox's Fall TV 2020 uh, premiere date schedule. Filthy Rich premieres on the 21st. That's, uh, I guess, Monday. The Masked Singer is uh, premiering on Wednesday. The Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, and Family Guy on September the 27th. So new TV is about a week out, at least on the Fox network. I read a story this morning where Shaq was on Jimmy Fallon. And said that in a game in 1999, Shaq was playing against Charles Barkley. And in the first half, Charles Barkley threw the basketball at Shaq's head. And they fought. They liked one another a lot. But Shaq Mm -hmm. said, I love you, but I'm going to have to knock you out. So they are fighting on the floor. At halftime in the locker room, Shaq gets a call from Charles Barkley's mama. And Shaq's mama is also on the call and says, Charles is waiting for you out in the hall. You go out there and you all hug. You all shouldn't be fighting. (laughs) So they're mamas. These big seven-foot men. They're huge. And they fight. And the mamas say, you you all, this... Misty, this is your dad making you all hold hands. Yeah, we That's sat on the couch and held hands when we were little. We had fight. Hold hands. So this is so. So Shaq's mom is really the general. Yes. Yes. I yes. Think that, so. That's right. Yeah. But so I didn't know this until this morning that Shaq's mom and Charles Barkley's mom, best of friends. Oh, so they were yeah. they were best of friends, yeah. and so the they get out there so and get out. they saw yeah. them out there, you know, fighting, and so they got them, you know, by the ear and yeah. said, "You all." They should have made them sit on the bench and hold hands. That, that that's what Amy and I had to do. That would have been delightful. Where Stephen is sitting there and hold hands. Lifetime has decided to delay Betty White's Christmas movie until twenty. 21 <laughs> due to the pandemic. Okay, I'm going to tell you. You better be careful with this. <laughs> yep. Because as I correctly predicted, 
George Jones' tribute concert that they mm-hmm. scheduled too far into the future, George Jones was not able to be at as they had intended. <laughs> at some point in time, we're going to lose Betty White. Mm-hmm. Let's just hope we can hang on till December of 2021, or at least Christmas 2021. I'd be so mad if it doesn't happen, because exactly I was right. really waiting for it this year. Don't say I didn't warn you. Yep. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way here on In the Know. MB's going to ponder for two days. Might require a homework assignment. Oh, dear. It's Friday. I've got too much homework already. Oh, no, this is the perfect type of weekend homework. Uh, What is Popeye's last name? Mm, Not oil. It's not oil. And and it's not Doyle. Popeye Doyle is a famous character. Um, And it's not the Sailor Man. Popeye the Sailor Man. Yeah. So his middle name is not the, and his last name is Sailor Man. Popeye's got to have. He was in. He was in the Navy. He's got to yeah. have some type of official name. Yeah. He's got to have dog tags. What's Popeye? Mm-hmm. What? What's Popeye's last name? Eli used to think his middle name was the. So I guess it's plausible. By the way, while I'm on the idea of uh, of cartoons, I'd really like to know why Tom and Jerry never wore clothes mm-hmm. until they went to the beach. Right. Every time. <laughs> like, how come you put on that collared shirt and hat? Tom and Jerry are running around everywhere. Just, just naked little jerks. All natural. Yep. Just out there, Jerry, and mm-hmm. they're loving it. Mm-hmm. Till they go to the beach. Literally. Right. <laughs> and then they go to the beach and they put on swimsuits. Maybe it's because they take their clothes off to be more aerodynamic when they're running and chasing each other. <laughs> Is there an answer to this one, really? No, I don't think so. I don't. Okay. I'm literally pondering it. Nobody... Mickey Mouse. Popeye. I guess it is the Sailor Man. Do you run it all together? The Sailor Man. I don't know. Yeah, Google is not helping me very much, Mm -mm. so I'm trying. Okay, on television tonight, the world's funniest animals on the CW. Not much on tomorrow in the way of uh, serial television. The Emmy Awards are on Sunday on ABC. Jimmy Kimmel is the host, and the season premiere of 60 Minutes on CBS on Sunday as well. Looking forward to, uh, you know, I've never made chili before. I've personally never made a pot of chili before. Really? Never have. Don't know why. Just never have. So I'm going to Are you going to try the pimento cheese this weekend on your new adventure of making chili? Absolutely not. (laughs) It's a pimento pimento cheese-free zone. I'll try it on that sandwich one time, and if I like it, maybe again. But I, no, I'm not. I'm not doing it. All right. Well, I was going to come over and try it. I then. Because she said she makes the best. So. Today's highlight in history: This date in 1850, Congress passed the Fugitive Slave Act, which created a force of federal commissioners charged with returning escaped slaves to their owners. By the way, I watched Harriet. A few weeks ago, the Harriet Tubman movie, mm-hmm. movie, pretty good, pretty good movie, actually. In 1793, President George Washington laid the cornerstone of the U.S. Capitol. In 1965, the situation comedies of I Dream of Jeannie and Get Smart premiered on NBC. Jimi Hendrix died in London at age 27. This date in 1970. Birthdays today, actor Robert Blake is 87. 
Frankie Avalon is 80. Rick Fifteno is 68 today. Aisha Tyler is 50 today. Lance Armstrong is 49 today. Jada Pinkett Smith is 49 today. And Jason Sudeikis is 45. I can vouch for Ted Lasso. So on Apple TV Plus, on their subscription model, Jason Sudeikis has a new sitcom. It's a, I guess it's a sitcom. It's a comedy, and it's good. Uh, plays unassuming guy who is a second-rate football coach who gets hired to go to Europe and coach a soccer team. And so imagine this American from Kansas, from the cornfields of Kansas, landing in this upper-crust like European society. He's a... He's a dad. He's a, it's very good. Good. And what's it called? Ted Lasso. You, yeah. Okay. It's good. And what is it on? Apple Plus. Um, Apple's subscription TV. Now, right? Yeah, there are a bunch. And that, but there's a free trial. So do the free trial and watch Ted Lasso and watch the morning show. That's oh, Steve that's Carell. The one I want to watch. Steve I'm Carell next, and next uh, Jennifer Aniston and, um, yeah. Yeah, her. Reese Witherspoon. Enough. Those two are enough to make you want to watch right. it. Yeah, I don't need all the others. <laughs> Gone but not forgotten. Greta Garbo, born in 1905. Fred Willard, born in 1933. We just lost him uh, back in May. And James Gandolfini. Tony Soprano was born this date in 1961. It's been 17 years since he passed. Wow. I need to rewatch that series. Oh, no, 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 I no, loved no, no, it. no, no. Seven years since he passed. He okay. passed in 2013. Okay. I thought 93. No, it was 2013. Yeah, definitely binge worthy. Let's go to chart toppers. Uh, just a couple of minutes left today. 1961, Roy Orbison, number one. With crying. My interest in Roy Orbison's music kind of starts and ends with Pretty Woman, Oh Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. I even thought that he was out of place in the Traveling Wilburys. I didn't think that he was a full-fledged Wilbury. He was sort of only maybe six-tenths a Wilbury. Gotcha. Yep, I understand. Tom Petty was a Wilbury. Mm-hmm. Bob Dylan was a Wilbury. Jeff Lynn from ELO was a Wilbury. Roy Orbison... He kind of seemed out of place. He's Roy Orbison seemed like the guy that when they were getting ready to leave the house to form the Wilburys, they said out loud what they were going to do, and he said, can I go? And they didn't know how to tell him no, so they let him in. Yeah. That's, That's all exactly happened to us what before. happened. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, we've always had that one person that we're like. Right. In the summertime, that one person that finds out that cool thing that you're going to do yeah. and you don't know how to get them out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm usually the one person. Please take me. Please. Mongo <laughs> Jerry, in the summertime, number one this day, 1970. Listen, you better make the last couple of days of summer count. Can't I'm play. ready. Uh, come Monday, come uh, Tuesday afternoon, you can't play that song anymore. Nope. And you can't wear white. Nope. <clears throat> Not white pants. Mm-hmm. You have to wear winter white. Oh, winter white. Yes. Is that more like a snow color? Or? It is. Okay. Is that like the color cream. snow cream? Mm-hmm. Half white. 1979. The Charlie Daniels Band, number one. No child knows. No says I. 
Let's go to 1988. So from 79, Devin went down to Georgia to 88 and Robert Palmer. I don't know why, but I still love this video. <laughs> well, I don't remember the video. Really? No. Really? It's been well, like redone in so many. It's different... one of the iconic yeah. videos of the models. All the girls that look the same. All the models yeah. that are wearing the same. You can see it after the show. Yeah, you've, yeah, you've seen. I don't it like the song and... enough to even. Let's go to 1997. Did I mention we were going to 1997? Mm-hmm. Uh, pop quiz, what year did I say we were going to? Mm. Never mind, okay. you don't have to answer. Leanne Rhymes. <laughs> How do I live? Who did it better? Trisha Yearwood or Leanne Rhymes? Leanne Rhymes. Absolutely. By the way, Trisha Yearwood did the in memoriam song the other night. Uh, on the ACMs, she did a really good job. I don't know what the song was, but she did a she did a nice job. Not crazy about her husband, but she did a fine job. Well, she likes him, and that's all he cares about. <laughs> you sure? I think he loses sleep over the fact that I'm not crazy about him. I don't know. Uh, also, <clears throat> that darn Florida Georgia line. <clears throat> They tricked me into hearing a little bit of their song the other night, and they tricked me because Kentucky is in the lyrics, mm. and then uh, it's in the uh, "I like my country," mm-hmm. and they're trying to they're trying to make it patriotic, like it's it's hooky. Mm-hmm. It says it just "I love my country," "I love mm-hmm. my country," "I love my country," mm-hmm. over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Brainwashing, and thinking, darn you, Florida Georgia Line, yeah. that earworm. And I don't even like Florida Georgia Line. Their songs aren't all earworms, no, all of them. They're tricky. They're, they're like mad scientists in there trying to hook it up, so you'll have to think about their hooks. I don't like it. The Wreckers were number one. Leave the Pieces 15 years ago today. 2005. All right, NBA's of Wisdom for today. I like this one. May your weekend be as happy as a bird with a french fry. May your weekend be as happy as a bird with a french fry. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, 